wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, by faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And in all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be to you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and all the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? 
Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You shall see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Returning to the scene of the crime. I always begin my sermons at St. Philothea with a title, because the lady who uploads my sermons to our website shared with me that in order to upload my sermons, she has to listen to them all again and decide what they mean and then make a title. And it takes a long time. Please, Father, help me. So I started giving them a title. And today's title is The Return to the Scene of the Crime. Because this is my spiritual home. This is my place of repentance. This is where I became Orthodox. April 25th, 1985. That was a long time ago. And I was here, chrismated, and received into the church at the hands of Father Anthony Conyers of Blessed Memory. And my road to this moment began then one Sunday after Pascha, I was at home in my apartment and God says to me, am I God or is art God? Because I was living the dream. I had a studio on the Mississippi. I was studying at the University of Minnesota. And that was a, like a knife in my chest because my identity was, I am an artist. But after some struggle, I said, Lord, you're God. I will follow 
you. So sometimes we only realize in hindsight God's providence and direction in our lives. It's hard to see in the moment these days what exactly is taking place. I do a lot of work with campus ministry. I participate in OCF and I go on campus each week and Father Timothy used to be the executive director of OCF. And when I go on campus, I set up a little table and I paint icons. And behind me have a big icon of the resurrection. Now 99.9% of the people pass me by and some people stop and talk, but not many. And I began to wonder, is what I'm doing important? Does it matter? It doesn't seem very ineffective, very effective. And one Sunday I was serving Orthros as we did here today and two, per, two people show up in the middle pews. And I look and I go, they're not Orthodox. They won't last long. But I kept turning around and they were there and they stayed. And they stayed through the liturgy. And when I consumed the gifts and I went out and I said to them, do you guys know where you are? You just walked into the fourth century. I said, yeah, we're from UGA. And I said, oh, I go on campus at UGA. And I said, yeah, we know. We've walked past you for four years. <laughs> we thought you were silly. But then one day we bumped into orthodoxy and we said, wait, that guy on campus was orthodox. There must be an orthodox church nearby here. So they looked me up and they came to church. And last Saturday of Lazarus, we baptized them. And now they're Orthodox Christians. So necessarily, I rely heavily on the Holy Spirit to water the seeds and bring them to fruition. I do end up talking to the staff, the dean of students, the janitorial staff, the parking attendants, as well as all the other campus ministries around me. And they all know me. And I explain to them our soteriology, how God conquered death. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He raised Adam and Eve from the tombs. He reopened the gates of paradise. He was the only sinless one. He's the only one that could do that. And they all go, wow, that makes sense. And I said, yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. So at my table, I have a little sign and I write on my sign a message of the day. It's a write on wipe off board so that I can change it according to the mood of the students. And I say to them, one time I wrote a sign. I said, another day, another dollar. Say it real fast a hundred times and for the next 60 years of your life and then you die. That's a dream that will motivate, inspire you, not. 
So I tell my students, you only get one life. You only get one life and you can trust it to Christ. As it said in the gospel today, follow me. And what do the apostles do? They drop what they're doing and they follow Christ. And we're still talking about them today, hundreds of years later. It's easy for us to get trapped by non-life, by fame, by security, by money, by social media, by addictions, plenty of opportunities to waste life. But Christ points us in the right direction. He says, take up your cross and follow me. And what is your cross? Your cross are your proclivities, your struggles, your handicaps, your addictions. Don't let any of these things paralyze or stop you. They are not life. They are not excuses. They are not obstacles. They are means. And Christ is the catalyst that turns them into life. I speak from experience. I'm not a rocket scientist, not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I have the greatest life. I wake up every morning and say, oh, what am I gonna do today? Oh, that's right, paint and preach. Does it get any better than that? Take a vacation from what? I couldn't have imagined or created this life. But in hindsight, having surrendered and taken up my cross, I see how it happened. And it all began here with Father Anthony and Presbytera Mary Conieris, both of whom I love and pray for and ask their prayers all the time. So how does this work? It works by us collectively being a local Eucharistic community, by living the faith, celebrating the sacraments, by being the church. We create a place where people can come and see and be healed and they can come and experience Christ and begin the journey of becoming like him. This is a place where we can work out our salvation in fear and trembling, as St. Paul tells us. Yes, Christ is in our midst. And whatever role you play in that process, teaching, preaching, administrating, giving, whatever it is, if it is God-ordained, God-directed, you will be fulfilled. Your life will have meaning. You won't pay bills and taxes for 80 years and die. You will have lived your best life if you take up your cross and you follow him. And you know what will happen? 
you will bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Father Anthony and Presbyter Mary have populated the world with priests, nuns, lay theologians, faithful Orthodox Christians. How? By following him. Yes, I have returned to the scene of the crime where my life changed, where it all began many years ago. And I've come to say thank you, St. Mary's. Keep up the good work of transforming lives. Remain faithful and vigilant. Seek the blessing of the Lord. That is the triumph of Orthodox, becoming living icons of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.